If you enjoy listening to adventure stories, then you should visit thedihedral.com. You will find stories from other members of the community and read about climbing, life, and the outdoors. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's connect and climb on. Climb on! Thanks for listening in today. This is Carrot along with Gaia, and we're fortunate to be joined by Dino or Jerry. Dino is originally from Gross Point, Michigan. He earned his degree in environmental studies from University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. From there, he moved to Colorado, where he spent time skiing uh, and climbing, as well as working as a children's ski instructor at the Telluride Ski Resort. He has since moved back home to Michigan, where he continues to volunteer and mentor kids at the Downtown Boxing Gym in Detroit and is now proudly opening Detroit's first climbing gym, Dino, in Detroit's historic Eastern Market. Dino, welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, obviously, we have lots to talk about, but I want to jump right in and talk about the gym. So also coming from Michigan, Uh, I know that people continue to sleep on Detroit, and these big box corporate gyms around the country have had every opportunity to be Detroit's first, but we get crickets. Luckily, that left the door open to a local entrepreneur, you. Uh, So can you talk about why a climbing gym is perfect for the city of Detroit? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, gosh, I could go on for forever, you know, why why it's perfect for the city and and perfect for any city. you know, at at the end of the day, like when I, when I was in Colorado and and you know living the living the dream, so to speak, um, I, I just felt so I just felt so lucky that I was able to experience you know the the outdoors, skiing, you know, mountains and and rivers, and like I just felt very very lucky, and I couldn't help but think about like folks that might not have had you know had the opportunity to experience those things, and when I kind of reflected back on why I was there, it's because like. My parents took me skiing when I was younger, or, you know, um, I was able to, you know, go to college and, and I learned to climb at Planet Rock in Ann Arbor um, and got totally hooked on the sport and, and everything about it. And like, so, but yeah, I had friends that took me there. Like it was, it was a part of my, my, my lifestyle, you know? So I wanted to like share that with more people and, you know, living in Colorado and teaching skiing, I definitely was sharing that lifestyle with a lot of folks, but I was like, how could I do this with more people in places that, that maybe could use a bit more? So, um, you know, skiing and biking don't really translate indoors very well, but climbing does. I, I think that indoor climbing is, is, I mean, I don't even call it rock climbing, you know, I think it's like its own, its own sport. Um, yeah, good point. And yeah, you can do it in a big building, you can have a bunch of people in there and they can all have an incredible experience like day in and day out. Um, doesn't matter what the weather is, doesn't matter, uh, you know, it just, you got to have a climbing gym, you know, and you can do it. So we don't have mountains in Detroit, obviously. So it just really felt like the perfect fit. Um, and so many other cities have had climbing gyms pop up, you know, I mean, Chicago, I think Tulsa, Oklahoma, New Orleans, and they've, and they've all been so successful, um, in terms of like creating a community and places where there's no mountains. So yeah, it's amazing that Detroit proper hasn't had a climbing gym yet. So um, to kind of just answer, answer your question, it was like a great opportunity to share the outdoor lifestyle with a lot of people for a long time. <laughs> hey, that's great. Yeah. You mentioned the community aspect of it, and we're going to dig deeper into that later on. 
But right now, for the beginning of this, um, that people, the people that are listening, we want you to paint like a very clear image of what Dino's going to be like, or how is it going to look like. So, if we walk through the doors of Dino the day that it's finally open to the public, what are, yes. what can they expect, or what can we expect? It's a very open layout. Um, it is essentially a giant barn with a 30-foot high bay and a 50-foot high bay. And right when you walk in, there's our welcome desk, and then you're pretty much right in the bouldering area. And the first thing you see when you walk in is this massive cube boulder. It almost it reminds me of, of like pyrite, how pyrite grows in like cubes. And it's right in your face when you walk in. Um, so that's the first thing you'll see. And if you walk a little bit further, you'll see the massive island boulder going all the way down the um, you know, down the gym, and then you'll be able to see the rope walls in the background too. So you pretty much get a giant snapshot of the whole gym right when you walk in. And I'm super excited about that because it's going to make an impression right away. You know, there's no hallways or rooms. It's you, you step in the gym and you're and you're in the gym. Um, and aesthetically, our colors I think are just they could not be any any prettier, more beautiful. You know, purple and gray and you know some real nice like darker tones that are um, done up in a way where they really accentuate the geometry of the gym so you know they don't take away from the from the angles and the transitions and the shapes of the wall they really they really like accentuate them so um you're going to see a lot of shapes you're going to see a lot of like themes going on through our walls um mainly this cubic blocky theme that is you know jason kale designed our walls um and we really wanted to have like this cohesive feel this this you know, we wanted them to, to tell a story. So um, between the shapes, the colors, the transitions, the layout, it's gonna be very open, very airy, um, bright, but not over, not overly bright, not too loud. And then when we have our climbing grips on the wall, I mean, they're gonna tell their own story as well. So, um, and then we also have some really fun paint. We, you know, we, we use this really great purple paint um, on some walls to make it stand out we have a, some lime green accents um you know we're, we're having fun with it um and we have a lot of climbing there's a lot of climbing we have set over seventeen thousand square feet of climbing um so we're gonna have a ton of options for folks from never ever v beginner to you know the southeast michigan crushers coming through um going to be really fun we'll have a lot of space to spread out and you know I, I just I've seen a lot of climbing gyms in my you know four and a half years of, of, of putting this thing together I mean probably I've probably been in over 40 climbing gyms and I'm always looking at them and picking them apart and I will say there is no gym that looks like this one it is uniquely Detroit's really really proud of that um I think like over time like oh yeah people see pictures like oh yeah that's that's the gym in Detroit because it is so special. It's so unique looking. Um, we're really, really proud of it. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah, so cool. It's it's uh, it's wonderful. It's well for people that cannot see because we're all listening to this. The smile yeah. in Dino's face is so contagious. We've had the opportunity to talk with you before this interview, and every time you give a sneak peek of what's to come, I'm like, oh my gosh, 
we need to go. We need to go. Now, like I really want to <laughs> see. And, and of course, you can follow uh, their Instagram account because they're documenting yeah. all of this process. Do you know what's an Instagram account again? So they it's, know. It's Dino Detroit. D-Y-N-O Detroit. Yeah, and that's, that's our Facebook handle too. But really, I think Instagram is where we communicate the most. Yeah. yeah have, a lot of, have a lot of fun on there. I had a different question that I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask it later on because you mentioned several times that you want the geometry to tell a story. You want the um, colors to tell a story. What exactly is that story that you're wanting to tell? You know, and, and, and that's, a, that's a great question. And I want it to be a story that is easy to understand, you know, but also mystical at the same time. Like, And when I say easy to understand, like when you walk in, I want it to be like, okay, I know what goes on here. Like whether you're a grandma or, you know, five-year-old child, you're like, like you can see that you see the walls, you see the shapes and, and, and you see the grips and you know what goes on here. You're not intuitively, you know what goes on. Yet also um, the, the size and the scale and the, and the colors and the, the way they impress on you there's a mysticism about it that like you just you can't really wrap your head around like your eyes are going to double in size your jaw gets a little slack you know um and i wanted to tell people you know show people be like like can i do this like yes you can do this this is this is for this is for you um like you don't have to be this big upper body strength strong you know buff human you can You can be a child, you can be a bigger, smaller, you know, taller, shorter, and, and you can climb. So um, kind of just a combination of those things that are just easy to understand yet mystical, um, intimidating and, and a bit like maybe my you know, palms get a bit sweaty yet also, okay, I can see myself doing this. Um, and, and then just having an authenticity about it, you know, like, We really put a lot of effort into this gym. It's been four and a half years. You know, we've never built a gym before. Um, and I say we, I just mean like everyone who's been a part of this thing and we did our best. And I think that really shines through. We just didn't, you know, get a bunch of money and, and throw it at this thing and have it developed in six months. It's like four and a half years of like toiling over it and designs and revisions and oh, no, 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 no. And like, I think that really comes through. Like, like it feels like we put a lot into it, you know, um, and, and that's really exciting. And as I'm saying this stuff, I'm even like convincing myself of it too. Like I'm, it's, oh, it's, we're, it's, we're it's convinced cool. for so, sure. Yeah. So I'm not convinced, but I'm like reminding myself of this because I sort of get lost in the weeds. Exactly. Like, the last couple of weeks, you know, I'm just like, oh, I've been, you know, I've been telling y'all about like just the, the floor polishers and how we're trying to stay out of their way and, you know, this and that's going on. But, um, You know, we, we ran some tours last week and, you know, a couple of small groups, uh, you know, socially distanced and uh, to see what people's eyes do when they come in is like, it's so cool. They really, I mean, their eyes just double in size and they spin in circles and say all sorts of fun things. And uh, yeah. And then ultimately for years to come, you know, we want this place to be, be long-term, you know, we want it, we want it to be sustainable and, and, and be it at a place where people are coming and hanging out and wanting to spend time. So 
yeah, that's part of the story we want them. And you know, and then they're going to write their own story. You know, once once we get people in the space and they start interacting with it, it's going to tell a story that we don't even know yet. So that's pretty exciting to think about. Yeah. There's a component of climbing gyms that gyms. See, my pronunciation sometimes gets climbing gyms. Thank you. That I'm hooked. I'm sold. If there's food, I'm there. Please yeah. tell us that there's gonna be food in in Dino. We are gonna have food. Uh, it, this is another fun twist. Was uh, you know so so the, the landowner you know this little pre story is you know we don't own the building we don't own the land. Um, there's this wonderful woman who owns a catering business in Detroit and who owns five acres in Eastern Market and agreed to build us this building that we lease from her. So she's oh, she's like family at this point. She's so wonderful. Um, but she wanted to build like a storage shed tacked onto the gym to store some of her catering equipment. Well, she ended up getting rid of all that equipment and didn't need the storage anymore. And originally she was going to build a restaurant across the parking lot from us on the same parcel. But now that we had this like 2000 square foot storage shed, um, she wanted to turn it into like a juice bar cafe kind of thing. So like last minute, like the building was like on site deliver the metal building and we like switched it from the back of the building to the front of the building and we redesigned it and it's going to be like a cafe um attached to the gym and it's going to be like a tropical smoothie kind of healthy more mindful foods during the day coffee but then she also is pretty set on a liquor license and we'll have you know right. beer wine and i think draft cocktail like in the evening um and it's got this great little patio out front, these roll-up doors. You know, it's small. It might be able to seat like 50 people or so. It's not going to be a big, a big joint, but we'll be able to enter it from the gym. But you can't enter the gym from the cafe, you know, just for liability. And you know, but we have a big window cut in the wall so you can see all the action going on in the gym. But it's going to be a separate business from us. We're, we're not operating it, but she has such a vision for you know, these sort of things. So I know she's going to do a great job, but yeah, you get done climbing. You want to go grab a little bite or, you know, a beer with your friends and you can bump next door. So it's not, there's not going to be any, no, no, no fryers or like, it's not going to be hooded. It's all going to be like turbo ovens and air fryers and kind of more creative, like new school cooking equipment um, that you can do a lot with, you know? So I'm excited to see what she comes up with, but no, that sounds like a dream. Know, beer, like, beer, beer, coffee, and small plates. Yeah, you yeah. need a break. You go eat, refuel, hit the wall again. That sounds amazing. Yeah, well, we're gonna have a little carryout window in between the wall, in between the gym and the restaurant, so you can call it in, or I'm sure we'll have an app or something you can bump up to the window, grab what you order, yeah. and come back. Into the gym. That's awesome. Yeah, so it turned out really nice, and it also gives our gym a bit more space. You know, a bit more of that social component and space to interact with with others and, and and like still like not be in the gym sometimes gym you know i mean it's i hope our gym is going to continue to be clean but sometimes they're kind of dusty sometimes they're kind you know like with covid and, and liquid chalk maybe that's different now but um yeah it'll just be a nice space to like transition from climbing to social time you know and super pumped about no, that. that sounds seriously amazing <laughs> I, I can't wait but yeah like and like europe they do that you know like most Gyms have like bars in Europe, you know, like, like smaller gyms and little restaurants and bars. So I, I definitely see that as a trend with new gyms are incorporating, you know, food and drinks. I, um, we, we've been following you guys on uh, Instagram for, for a while. And I just got a, 
iterate what, what Dino said a minute ago. This gym is looking beautiful. I mean, just from the bouldering and the pads are going in now, the colors, all, all the stuff he said is, is, is dead on. It almost looks like part of the bouldering section looks like the bow of a ship where there's this roof that you sort of climb. It's just, it looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I was wondering if uh, you could talk a little bit about the process. I mean, we know the end's going to be amazing. We got this restaurant coming. The walls are going to be nonsense. The bouldering looks spectacular. What's the process of building a gym like? And, and, and how are you holding up through all of this four and a half years? Yeah. You know, and there, I could literally talk for like hours about this. And, I, and I've spent a lot of time reflecting on it, too, because it's not this like really glamorous process at all. And I definitely like was not very graceful through a lot of it. But to also <laughs> to also, you know, say like I, like persistence was a big piece, you know, like really believing in this and like a lot of blind faith and sticking with it. And on top of that, having an incredible team of people from my parents, number one, to believing in it, to like Tammy, the landowner, the bankers, I mean, Waltopia, Dean, um, Dean Prevet from Waltopia, who's the, the former U.S. sales manager, just believed in me along, you know, like so many people like helped propel this project. Our architects, I mean, gosh, everyone, our, our builder, um, I sound like a, like an award show. That's, that's great. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like, moved back to Michigan to pursue the project. Um, you know, my dad was like, if you want to move back to Michigan, like, I'll help you with this project. Like, he like, dropped me off at the airport to go back to Colorado and was like, when you're ready, like, like we'll do this. And, and he's not a climber. He just, again, I think he really saw the, you know, the potential in it. So moved back to Michigan. I was like sitting on the floor of my parents' house that I just moved back. And I called Waltopia and Dean picked up and I explained to him like my idea. And he was like, well, yeah, you should come to the, uh, um, Climbing Wall Summit this year. It's every year. It's in Loveland, Colorado, the Climbing Wall Association Summit. Um, and so I, I, I made it down there last minute. Met Dean. Met you know the whole Rock Candy. Dean introduced me to like the Rock Candy people. So you know Nathan and Tony and, and those guys at, at Rock Candy. And I met a handful of other people. And this was back when climbing gyms hadn't quite burst onto the scene. It was still this was like four or five years ago. They were coming up, but not quite like it is today. Um, and I just came home and I was like, all right, we're, we're doing this. So I started looking at buildings and, you know, we settled on Eastern Market because there's this bike path that goes through Detroit. It's called the DeQuinder Cut and it ends at Eastern Market. I thought, okay, if we can locate along the path, that'll be perfect. And after a couple dead ends and this and that, um, we got, a, you know, I contacted Tammy, our landowner, and pitched her on the idea. And, um, she owns this big freezer building on this site too. And we were originally gonna go into the freezer building. We were gonna cut windows in it. It was totally vacant. Waltopia drove down from Pittsburgh. They're like, yep, we can do it in here, great. And then last last minute, she leased it out to this um, produce company that freezes Michigan produce called Farm to Freezer. They're wonderful. Um, and they restored the freezer and it was better that way. You know, this building was a freezer. But she's like, but I'll build you a building and we can, you can lease it. And so that was like, I knew that was going to tack on another several years to the project, but obviously build to suit building would be really awesome. And, you know, a lot of folks think like, oh, like Detroit, like a lot of warehouses and like vacant buildings, it'll be great for that, you know? And um, while that is true to an extent, like a lot of the buildings just aren't suitable for climbing gyms. They don't have the bones. A lot of them are in disrepair and need a lot of work um, to, to get to where they could be climbable, you know? So this new building, I mean, proposition, you can't, can't say no to that. Um, 
But then I, I knew Jason Kale had been designing gyms for Earth Tracks, and I really liked that aesthetic, and um, I just liked him as a person. So I reached out to him, and, and he was like, okay, yeah, we can, we can do this. So him and I started working together, and um, not that Waltopia doesn't, doesn't design great gyms, but I really wanted that like third party, that outside perspective to, to contribute. So, um, well, I guess, yeah. And then like I applied for a bank loan, um, you know, I had to write a business plan and I had to do all that. And, uh, Bob Richards is actually a climbing wall. This gentleman in Colorado is a climbing wall consultant. It's like they, they those exist. And he helped me write, a, he helped me write a business plan. He helped me, you know, uh, flesh out projections and pro formas and, you know, just, I was calling gym owners all the time and talking to gym owners. I have a whole stack of like interview, you know, conversations with, with other gym owners, just trying to be like, what is a, what is a normal, you know, medium sized gym? How many members do they have? Like, you know, what, what do they charge? How many day passes do they sell? Like, what are their hours? You know, anything I could, could kind of gather. So, um, you know, years of this, like, um, to be totally honest with you, like, you know, um, even like, like, like my therapist is like, I think you have like a PhD in like climbing or like, or a master's in climbing gym development, you know? And, and um, so just gathering all that together, I, I submitted to the bank again, forward thinking people, they bought, you know, they, they, they're like, okay, yeah, we can, we can give, you know, write you an SBA loan. Um, Got to get, you know, had a couple investors involved too, and all this is happening at the same time. And again, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry, but it's a it's a long process. Um, and we just, kind of, you know, first ascent in Chicago, their Avondale gym. I like the look of it, like the two boxes, and we're like, okay, that's a it's a clean, functional, you know, um, build so we stuck with we i went with that design we got it on paper and just kept moving things around and my dad's really awesome at spatial things and laying things out so we just kept trying to figure out where everything would go so yeah like we just kept reshaping things redesigning things redesigning things and finally we got one that we liked and we stuck with it and we found this metal building company that they create you know the, the steel buildings and Turns out they have a contracting business as well. So we brought them on to do to, to assemble the building and do the build out. Um, Jason and I finished up our design. It goes to Waltopia. Waltopia engineers the walls. The walls go back to the metal building company. The metal building company sizes the steel to accommodate the loads. Goes back to Waltopia. Waltopia does their final engineering and then everything goes into production this is this is a very ideal this did not happen by the way it was, it was exactly uh, yeah in fact like the hvac system didn't make it into the design so when the walls showed up they're like oh that's not supposed to be there um Ouch. yeah <laughs> that's a whole other story but um yeah so then after the walls go into engineering they go into production um and then they send you an email saying they're going to be on the water and they're going to be there in eight weeks um and Waltopia arrived early September and they're still here. I was just hanging out with them at the job site. They were finishing up for the day. And, you know, they'll be like an eight week, over eight week installation. And oh gosh, just everything. Then things you don't think about, like things like fire alarms, sprinklers, you know, lights, and all, how that all fits in the ceiling and how it's 
it's you know we kept saying it's a really it's like not a complex build but the climbing gym thing is so novel that it really ends up being a big big puzzle um and lastly thing i'll say it's like it's just not it wasn't a linear process i keep i kept calling it like a spiral you know i kept going in circles and you kind of just get closer and closer and closer to where you want to be um so yeah it was it was a it was a haul but like just the climbing gym you know the, the gym owners have been so helpful and so responsive and like so many owners like just took the time to talk to me you know and i hope i can do that too for some new prospective gym owners too um it's a wonderful wonderful community and um you know yeah we're we're lucky to have these spaces so it's uh it's a privilege to be able to bring a new one to detroit yeah i I really agree. I mean, obviously, as, as a gym owner, it's, it's more than that. It's almost like you're adding something that, that everybody partakes in. You know, there's this like community aspect to it where you're, you're the proprietor, but it's, it's much big. Gyms become much more than that. They almost get a life of their own. And, and, and I want to talk about that a little bit. But, but before getting into that, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about the setting team. Um, who's your head setter? How did you guys come to start working together? What style of uh, routes are you guys looking to put up? Are, are, can we expect like just hellacious dinos all, all over the gym? What, what do you guys dinos got planned? Dino. By Dino. <laughs> By Dino, yeah. Yeah, Dino dinos. <clears throat> Dino dinos. Um, yeah, our setting team is, it's it's a little small right now to be totally honest. So this, this was like my, my biggest fear opening gym was like, oh, where are we gonna find like, you know, um, like a head route setter, you know, like we're, we're in Michigan, there's no outdoor climbing. There's like, no, you know, where are we going to find this person? And a couple of gym owners are like, don't worry, like you'll, you'll find someone, you know? Um, so I, again, always had faith that we would, but I was definitely nervous, but I put a post on this Facebook group, Route Setters Anonymous. And I put a post on there when, when I thought we were kind of ready to bring someone on and got a lot of great applicants, a lot of like international applicants, which is really cool. It's oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Some some folks from like the UK, from Colombia. It was you know it was really really interesting. Um, but held out a little bit. And my a good friend of mine. I went to a route setting clinic in Grand Rapids, Michigan, at Terra Firma, a really 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 sweet bouldering gym. I never set a route in my life, but I went to this clinic um, and met a handful of like awesome Midwest route setters. And this one one fellow, uh, Thomas Thomas Bonifield. Uh, he, he worked with Epic Climbing in Indianapolis. Uh, him and I kind of, you know, we, we became buds or whatever. And so he ended up texting me and was like, hey, like my friend Neil is, you know, might be interested in this job. Like, keep a lookout for him if he reaches out. So sure enough, this gentleman, Neil Sipilamani, reached out to me and expressed interest. Um, and gosh, I was like, there's the, this on you know when he sent me his resume it was you know it was like usac level four route setter like brooklyn boulders like oh, set nice. that's great you know, totally like stacked and i was just like oh this, you know, this is awesome and uh so neil and i jumped on the phone and we had a great first conversation and we didn't even talk about route setting really we just talked kind of about you know gym culture community um his sort of a, approach to you know, climbing gym and or, or climbing gyms and um, kind of where I was seeing Dino going and we ended up having two or three more conversations and um, 
we agreed that you know he's going to come out to Detroit and, and and help us set. And um, I think it's really valuable for, for for both of us, you know. Um, for of course for for me as a, as an owner and and having a super high quality product on the wall, and, and and for him to be a part of a new gym and have a lot of flexibility and freedom to create a route setting program and um, really kind of take a take that that head setter role and, and and run with it. And of course, like I said, our gym just looks outstanding. So it's not just like some, you know, standard cookie cutter uh, climbing gym. It's super unique. So um, as for the kind of setting, I mean, Neil is super professional and, and so experienced route setting, especially comp setting, you know, setting for kids, setting for a wide range of people, really has, has a super tight, um, approach to to how he sets and he's just so experienced i mean he's been climbing outdoors and indoors for so long you can just tell when he starts to get get his, his wheels turning that you know it's going to be good um he you know and this week we have our we actually have a bunch of guest setters in town so we have there's there's three other guest setters with us thomas the gentleman i mentioned earlier is with us this other guy dan from um he's actually from southeast michigan and this girl camila camila's from brooklyn boulders in chicago so They've been putting up all the routes you've been seeing on Instagram and there are four running today. And, um, you know, we actually have a crew and it's really fun to see everybody on ropes and we got scissor lifts going and that's obviously really sweet for them too. They get to set off lifts and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're super stoked about that. Um, but, but, you know, the biggest thing that, you know, I, you know, spoke about or a, a, a big thing is uh, creating route setting that, that's accessible. You know, Neil had mentioned to me that he like he wants to create climbing experiences that, no matter if you're a first timer or you know a V10 climber, that like your one one's experience shouldn't be greater or less than than the other. You know, like the experience that a new climber gets should be, well, well it's relative, should be the same as. An expert climber so i really appreciate that a lot because we are building a new community of climbers or expanding upon a, a community of climbers in in detroit and we want them to be successful and feel good and um you know you got you got to set to your your clientele so um neil is very well aware of that and, and i fully trust that like we're going to have a great spread of climbing styles and grades and our hold order was put together by by Neil and another fellow named Tony, who now was with Rock Candy. Now he works at Waltopia. That's a big deal, putting hold orders together. I just can't believe it. Um, you know, we have nine thousand grips, and it's still not even enough. We could still probably use a bit more. Amazing. Um, and we're using a route setting software called Plastic. If you've heard of Kaya and Plastic, Kaya is like member facing gym software. Plastic is route setting. It's super intuitive. Awesome the way it keeps track of all your climbs and you know creates a distribution and you can uh have them all mapped out on you know on your plastic takes your gym and actually imports it into like a diagram and you can have all your routes mapped out and see exactly what you're working with so i know we'll have a really even distribution we'll have a lot of um you know and you can even like tag the styles of routes and um so I, I think all that technology experience and ultimately just like the fact that we care, our route setting is going to be outstanding. Yeah. Beautiful. That's really beautiful. For sure. Again, I'm sorry. I like been talking so much. You get me going. No, yeah. no don't apologize. We love it. We love to hear it. 
You mentioned、mm. community, and we mentioned community at the beginning, and then a little bit later on. And this is a topic that I think we've talked about in every single one of our sessions because it's central to the climbing world, the rock climbing world. So,、um, we have this question in regards to what measures are you taking to promote community, both inside of Dino and outside of the gym as well.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's. And that's like a pretty, and it's pretty like close to my to my heart here because like you know our our vision statement is to create equitable climbing access for everyone, or really to increase equitable climbing access for everyone.、Um, I, you know, we could have built you know we could have built this gym in in, in a lot of other places,、um, suburban, you know, more tra- traditional places where climbing gyms locate, but I wanted to build it in. Detroit. I wanted it to increase access to to the sport, to the experience, to other people that climb, to grow this community. So I think simply locating it where we did in Eastern Market in Detroit is in itself、uh, a step towards expanding upon a community of, you know, building and expanding upon a community of climbers.、Um, in terms of like you know what what we plan on doing, I. I have so many ideas. I have so many ideas, and I, you know, have to kind of be careful not to get ahead of myself because I'm really just trying to, to, to get open at this point. But、um, I love the idea of sustainable, you know, like programming that that doesn't just not just one-off climbing experiences, but like running programming that is eight, ten weeks, where we have a group of you know twenty, thirty kids that come in and climb once or twice a week. And when I say you know, and, and these could be Underserved or you know underprivileged youth, and would never have an opportunity, or, or might not ever have an opportunity to to try climbing. But coming in, actually integrating them in into the culture, letting them experience climbing on their own terms repeatedly, and then deciding if it's a sport for them, and and if it is, finding ways to keep them coming back. They can then join the youth team, or you know, even if we do teen nights, or you know, a place where they can come hang out after school. Um, things like that. I, w- I love the idea of like pay it forward day passes, where we just create a bank that people can donate day passes, and we can reach out、really、and,、cool. and yeah. invite folks to come come climb, even if they you know are maybe unable to to pay for it.、Um, just, and just you know r- running groups.、Uh, you know, I, I volunteer, or I, or, or I did. It's actually been a little bit since I've been there due to COVID and whatnot. But um, at the downtown boxing gym and um. You know, we we took those folks out to Planet Rock to climb、uh, last year, and it was just so successful. And you saw how much fun you know the, the kids were having, and you know the boys were or the girls were climbing harder than the boys. And you know the the one 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 little guy that was afraid of heights in the beginning was at the top of the wall by the end of the trip, and they're cheering each other on, and they're high fiving, and then they don't want to leave; they want to keep doing it. So like, it's just that was like a great little snapshot of like. The potential of this place, and the biggest thing is to like get people in the door. So, and, and like actively recruiting, you know, bring like really bringing people in, not just saying, "Hey, we're open, we're here," but like going out and and really inviting people and creating opportunities to come in. So, I even I even have this thing where、um, there's this group, Detroit Heals Detroit, that works with kids who have experienced some sort of trauma in their lives growing up, and another one,、uh, Detroit Kids Matter, and 
Um, we're doing like a christening event where the first group to come climb in the gym is going to be, I believe it's like 20 teenagers from, from Detroit. We, we already got the crew assembled and they're going to come in and, and climb. They're going to be our, they're going to break in the walls for us, you know? Um, and that's just kind of like a snapshot of what I like to do is just bringing groups in, you know, if, you know, leaning on volunteers to come in and help belay and help, you know, organize um, the, you know, the kids in the space and help offset some of the costs from, from bringing groups in. So I would give away the world if I could, you know, and, 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 and I really want to like leverage the space for, for greater good. So at the end of the day, I, success to me looks like if I go in the gym and, and, and we look around and there's a lot of people climbing that don't look like me, that don't look like traditionally what climbers look like um and in detroit you know it's a, you know it's it's, it's an 82 percent black city it has, it has a, there's a lot of amazing black history in detroit and you know, we want to be really um cognizant of that and help invite a demographic that we usually don't see climbing to try climbing and you know make it a part of their their lifestyle potentially so um yeah, and like, and, and and I don't want it to be to be, you know, taboo or or try to kind of sugarcoat, you know, um, what I, what I'm trying to do, and like, I want to I want to invite more black people to climb, you know, and 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 it, it almost like yeah, and and, and I want to make sure that like that, that doesn't come off wrong at all. Or, or, or come off as anything but super intentional and authentic um, and sincere. I that's that's my like that's why we're doing this, you know, to to increase access to the sport and to create more opportunities for more kinds of people to try the sport, um, and not even just black people, you know, people of color. Of, of, all people that, that maybe have not had an opportunity to try climbing can can, can come try, try climbing at our gym. So that's going to look like a lot of different, it's going to take a lot of different shapes as we, as we go on and, you know, as we operate and figure things out. Um, and again, sorry if I'm kind of like going on a bit, I'm still, I'm always trying to find my, my footing when footing when it comes to this, but um, at the end of the day, I just really care a lot about, about people. So any way we can, get more people inside where we're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just doing some, some background research, just getting ready to talk to this. I mean, Dino's not just bullshitting. Like when you look at his background, he's got just a history of volunteering to help people. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about that. I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners a little bit about what the downtown boxing gym does and, and, and what they're all about. Um, and then if you could push that into why volunteering is so important to you. Absolutely. Um, the, the downtown boxing gym is one of the most well, well run, awesome, exciting groups in, in Detroit. And, and they, they, they just do, they do so much and, and they just, they have so much momentum and they really keep it going. And they have a great team of people that, um, 
that, that really like show up every day and, and try to provide more and more opportunities for, for the kids that, that go to the boxing gym. And really boxing is a very small part of it. It's actually, um, it's really like, it's, it's, it's after school programming, it's tutoring, it's, it's social hour. The kids do, you know, we'll get a little workout in or, um, you know, do homework. Then they have also like um, a lot of like technology training. Um, they, they, you know, there's, there's free time involved as well. If, 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 you know, if they get their work done, they can go and, and play football, play soccer, run around, ha have fun. But there's also um, a lot of like, like discipline as well. And, and, you know, kids, there, there's expectations that, that they be, you know, that they're respectful and that, you know, they behave a certain way and that they accomplish what they have to. Um, and, and then there's also boxing as well, which is really cool because there's some, some super high performance boxers and got, you know, boys and girls that, that, that get in the ring and that's super new to me. So I hadn't really seen a lot of that before. Um, and they have a tread wall and they got a tread wall last what? year. So um, before COVID we were, you know, I was like just running the tread wall and we, you know, the kids would, would line up and they want to turn it on as fast as it goes and see how they could, uh, you know how long they could stay on but um that was another really cool opportunity to see where where kids really responded to climbing was that kids love the treadmill you know and i was like what if you had a whole building for it um what do you think about that you know but so yeah the boxing gym is you know I, i'd primarily go there once or twice a week and, and and just work with you know kids ages probably seven to twelve and we we do homework we would read we'd go on the computer and we would talk we'd Sometimes we'd, we'd laugh, we'd cry, and a little bit of everything. And it was, uh, it was always a really lively experience. You know, you, you would leave the gym and, you, and you'd feel, you'd just feel a lot. Sometimes you'd feel good. Sometimes you'd feel sad. Sometimes you'd, you know, be tired. Sometimes you'd be energized. Um, and at the end of the day, I, 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 I love volunteering. I, I love kids so much because, like, you know, kids – Kids like no heart, like they, they know when you care um, and they need a lot of love and they need a lot of attention and a lot of patience. You know, I think about how much my parents have done for me in terms of patience and, and just, just, just like unconditional support, you know, so, and every, every kid deserves that level of support, you know, so um, gosh, it'd be great if there was more of us to go around so we could do, you know, we could do more for sure. But um, you do what you can. And, uh, you know, because of COVID and with the gym, but, you know, the climbing gym, I, I haven't been back to the boxing gym in a while, but I always sort of rationalize it. Like when the gym's open, we're going to, you know, I always kept telling the kids, like, just wait, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this thing that I'm, that I'm building and y'all are going to come and climb. And you think the tread wall is cool. Wait, wait till you see this, this space. So I'm excited to bring... The boxing gym in and, and, and do an event with them and you know see some of my old friends and and see how how they light up when they see the gym but um yeah you know it's real easy just to be like oh i'm too busy or oh i'm too tired to volunteer and i can tell you how many times you know i would feel like that before volunteering and then you go and it it uh it's like the biggest cup of coffee you could you could imagine you know so yeah we definitely have a lot of volunteering options and, and at, at the gym too. I, I think that's a great way to, like I said, offset some costs of operations while bringing in a whole, you know, new group of people and, and letting them them try climbing. So, um, yeah, volunteering is awesome. You know, it's awesome.
So we have, I think, one of the most, let's start wrapping up type of questions. Do you have any other big news or details about the grand opening? Any special events to inaugural, inaugural members in the works or anything else you would like people to know about Dino? Yeah, we just got all of our like rock or like i just got our rock gym pro configured on our website so we'll be selling um you know pre-sale memberships here shortly or, or founding memberships here shortly um which will include the monthly uh recurring membership we'll have annual memberships gift cards punch passes um just in time for the holidays you know we're 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 hoping to open like mid to late december we think construction can be wrapped up by mid-december and then we'll have um, another, you know, week or 10 days to kind of tie up loose ends. So hopefully end of December before the new year. And, um, obviously pending the health of our community, we want to make sure we're adhering to all, you know, policies and, and doing all we can to, to stay safe. So we, we got to kind of be mindful about that. Um, our grand opening though, I think we'll, you know, we're just going to climb for now. Um, we're going to have a, re, a reopening party. So once things get better, then we're going to do our, our, our big our big blowout bash. Um, but during the winter, we're, we're hopefully going to be able to do like even like a bouldering week through our, our app Kaya, um, which is all through the phone. So it's, we can we can do it socially distanced in, in a really fun way. Um, and yeah, at this point, we're just trying to we're trying to get open and, and get our operating legs underneath us. I, I don't think I've ever looked more forward to yeah. going to a gym and being part. I mean, we don't live in Michigan at the moment, but just to be able to come back and and volunteer if we can, or, 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 or honestly, the next time we're back in Detroit, I'm sure we'll be begging you for a tour. Um, but we usually yeah, like. I know. Got it. <laughs> All right. Per perfect. We usually like to end on, on something a bit more uplifting, and we thought we'd take a, a an opportunity to allow people to find out a little bit more about you so that they can judge you as a person <laughs> wor a worldwide, not, not just as a gym okay. uh, owner. Do we have a worldwide audience? Is this, there's... Yeah, we, we do reach out yeah. um, right. pretty far. So hopefully we get whoever's listening in France, like there's got to be a direct flight to Detroit somehow. <laughs> at least, absolutely. At least sometime, yeah. but... So um, anyway, for now, we just want to check your tastes uh, uh, and talk about some of your favorite things in uh, different East Michigan spots. Are you ready? So Let's do it. Yeah, just for, so. for those, of, uh, those of you listening outside Detroit, e each year a Detroit magazine called the Metro Times puts out a best of issue. Uh, so Dino, this is your opportunity to promote Dino's best of Detroit slash Michigan. So your first one is what's the best pizza out there? Best pizza is Mama Rosa's pizza. Mama Rosa's pizza in Gross Point, Michigan. It is outstanding. Got the little, it's, I like the circle pizza. They have square pizza as well, but I, I just ate one before this. I ate a small, it's like, it's like tiny, Man. but um, they have the little tiny pepperonis, the little circles, and they curl up when, you know. And yeah, they got like that little bowl of grease at the, at the bottom. Yeah, the little <laughs> grease bowl in the middle. Um, the the, the uh, secret beta is you substitute the spaghetti sauce or the, the pizza sauce for their spaghetti sauce. 
and that like really helps like ramp it up a bit. And the crust is amazing. It's a little cozy Italian spot. Um, Mama Rose's pizza is outstanding. So yes. hungry. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. So, so best bar. The best bar. Hmm. We're talking like like brewery or like club bar or just best bar. Maybe both. You decide. Well, okay, best brewery, Eastern Market Brewing Company, just down the street from the climbing gym. Those are my people. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked there for two and a half years, serving beer and um, talk about an incredible organization um, for just for beer is of course outstanding, but the way that they engage the community and really always really try and do the what what's best for their people and the, and those around them and they're so great eastern market brewing company yeah they're, they're one beer called elephant juice is a hazy new england ipa it's as close to perfect as a new england ipa gets well, that sounds great yeah oh it's awesome and then best like dancy bars like marble bar marble bar is in detroit as well um it's it's in, like in the middle of a neighborhood they stay open real late they always have really fun music um I was hoping, to take, hoping to take the Bulgarians there, the, the, the Waltopia installation crew, but you know, we're not able to go this time. But uh, yeah, Marble Bar. Marble Bar is really fun. I think you're doing too good. People are going to be coming to the gym and just asking you where to go. Be like, Dino, where do, uh, where do we go tonight? I'm super indecisive. I'm a Libra. I'm really indecisive. So this is hard for me. And I'm trying. Libra 2 carrot? All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. You understand then. We're tr I'm trying very hard. You're doing great. <laughs> So our next one is, uh, what do you think is the best sports venue? The best sports venue in Detroit. Um, yeah, it would have been Joe Lewis, you know, where the Red Wings used to play. Um, gosh. L LCA is not cutting it for you, huh? No, I'd only been, I've only been once and I saw a concert. I don't know. I'm not that. Yeah, same. I really like, I really like Ford Field. Ford Field's super fun. That's, that's the winner. But you know, but then there's also like there's a there's like the Detroit Field House, and there's like you know indoor soccer, and there's a spot in Hamtramck. So there's like smaller ones as well that, that are super fun. But Ford Field, a Lions game, I mean that's that's a good time. Even though the Lions usually are not, <laughs> not a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, best pro sports. Best best pro sports franchise. Franchise, best pro sports franchise. I'm not a big pro sports guy. Um, like I, well, no, but like I, I also like respect it, and I think it's fun. And part of me wishes I was more of like a beer drinking, football watching person, because like it does sound like fun. Uh, the Lions, the, the Detroit Lions. They, they deserve that. Like that's for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. No how much they think, there's still something really like endearing about the Lions. It's really they, sweet. <laughs> just, just rally behind them no matter what so this one might be tough it would be for me what's the best coney island oh lafayette coney island not even a question <laughs> man nothing yeah, for the american coney island. <laughs> right. yeah, i thought that would be way that, harder no that's that, that's that's a that's a layup yeah have you seen you've been to lafayette do you know about lafayette coney island oh yeah we used to go um yeah. It was always an you know an argument between American and Lafayette after Red yes. Wings games and things like that. So yeah, that's it. Red Wings Lafayette. That's like that's yeah, the one. Good. It's a good answer. It's as good as it gets. Yeah, for sure. If you would have said American, I'd be like, mm. yeah, sorry, <laughs> I'm canceling the talk right now. No, yeah, <laughs> don't put me on your podcast.
Yeah, there are these two Coney Islands next door to each other. Do you know what, do you know what Coney Island is? Um, like a hot dog with chili on it? Yeah, no, I didn't know before Carrot showed me a video of like the history of Lafayette versus America. Oh, <laughs> I think he was training me for this interview. Uh, yeah, I was like, you got to watch this documentary. <laughs> it's very important. Yes. It's like, <laughs> yum. Central knowledge, yeah. Cool. Okay, so um, best bakery. The best bakery. The best bakery. Um, there is this new bakery that opened up. It's called Oak. Is it, is it Ochre? O C H R E, in in Detroit, and they have amazing bread, pastries, coffee. Yeah, Ochre. It's on. Um, I'm not sure exactly where it is. I, I, I ride my bike there. I ride my bike there because I love to cycle and I usually get like a coffee and a pastry. Um, yeah, super cool. They, they were on like Bon Appetit, or like in Bon Appetit magazine. So yeah, All right. It's, it's super cool, really authentic, genuine place and cozy and yeah. What okay. about the best diner? The best diner? Um, Travis. Do you know about Travis? So classic, absolutely. Carrot, oh, we're we're homies. Yeah, if you, if you know about Lafayette and Travis, yeah, Travis is in St. Clair Shores, twenty four hours. You get Travis burgers, like two ounce ground beef patty. It's never frozen. They put it on the on the hot, you know, uh, on the, the grill and just smash it down. Put the onions, steam it. Put so, you know, put the little thing on it with the bun. It comes. It's perfect. It's like it, a perfect little bird. It's the best place. When when we were in high school, we would go down there, probably every Saturday or almost every Saturday, because you know you're in high school. What are you gonna do? You go there. Yeah. I, I was with um, I was with a couple of friends, and they had a jukebox there. I'm not sure if they yeah. still do. They still do. They do. Yeah. One of the guys I was with, he just put this Eagle song on, like on repeat. He just kept putting money in and eventually the um the woman working behind the bar like she had the ability to reset it so she just reset it and threw quarters like like a baseball right at this kid's head and i was like this is the best restaurant ever. wow like, it was great that's, yeah. so, that's so funny you know what's so weird is that i went to travis and we played ricky martin live in la vida loca on repeat that's so bizarre that you like there's some what is it about like the jukebox there that makes young dumb kids yeah, want to no. <laughs> for sure wow i mean yeah oh, travis is special yeah you got to behave there though you got to behave now they'll throw coins they'll, at you yeah you got to pick the right music or they're, they're cutting you um get cut off so what would you say is the best restaurant overall like if you're like this is my restaurant the best restaurant you could go to in detroit it doesn't have to be in, you know just in in east michigan yeah 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 you're, you're getting me in the east michigan zone best restaurant in Detroit, um, gosh, that's such a tough call, huh? I'm like, I'm like going, riding through the streets like in my head, and I'm trying to think of like all the places that 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 I like to go. I mean, best is hard. I'm gonna say one of the best that I like is um, I I like Ema Ema noodles. It's um like like, like the udon noodles, you know the fat. Yeah, like ramen s stuff. Like, yeah, I, I can't get enough of, of of noodles and like soup like that. So yeah, Ema's really that's a that's a special place for me. Yeah. Or Green Dot Stables. Green Dot Stables is really fun. It's like a slider restaurant. You get a bunch of little tiny sliders and you can just order like ten things. For someone who's indecisive, 
it's good yeah. and bad because I can make decisions, but I can also order like 10 things. And yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so Green Dot and Ema. Those are my two faves. Okay, now the last one. Let's see what answer you're going to give. Oh, boy. So best climbing gym in Detroit, now or in the future? <laughs> yeah, Dino climbing. It's, it's Dino, yeah. for sure. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. And it's, it's real. It's actually happening. So, yeah. For how indecisive you are, you for took a while. I was just like, oh, my God, he didn't get the question. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, is there another climbing gym, maybe? I was like, there's not. I've been telling myself that this for years. Um, yeah. Yes. You gotta, you gotta come visit, and we'll go to all those places. Uh, yeah, we're there. We're already sure. there. We're mentally we're, there. We're there with you. Yeah, we were looking at, um, we went online after watching that that documentary on, on Coney Island, American Lafayette. Uh, I looked up Venezuelan restaurants for Gaia and there's there's two like really highly ranked Venezuelan restaurants and immediately she's like let's go to Detroit like let's just go right now I'm I'm a food person it's like the main reason I would go anywhere is just food if the food options are solid I'll go yes definitely hands down well yeah like the older I get the less I care about like alcohol and like drinks and the more I care about like food I'm like I'd much rather eat than anything else money is for traveling and for good food yes that's it hands down I'm I'm with you. I'm with and you. climbing gear. Climbing gears. <laughs> and punch passes for and, and membership and, for Dino. And bicycles and bicycles too. Well, Dino, thank you. I mean, those are great choices. We always let our guests plug anything in towards the end. So if there's anything else you'd like to add, this is your moment. I don't know, like like take care of yourselves, you know? Like 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 in, yeah, engage in self-care. I don't um don't be afraid. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, to, you know, be gentle with yourself and, you know, tame that little gremlin in your head that tells you that you're not good enough or that you're a, you're a phony or you're, you know, you're, you're yeah, you're a chump. Like, like you got to shut that, that little gremlin up, you know, don't, don't sit down and have, you know, watch your horror movie too long you know you got to stand up and walk away and um from any from a lot of what i've learned about like climbing gym and gosh i mean I like today i was having pity parties you know and, and beating myself up over things but like yeah just being kind to yourself and holding yourself in kind regard and and those around you um i think now more than ever it's really really important that we be super kind and gentle with ourselves and those around us um yeah perfect that's yeah, a great that's way beautiful. to end the show thank you dino for sure 